Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome back to another episode of Two Girls, One Ship, where we break down your favorite video game romances. I'm Genesis, the girl who can't really think of anything pithy to stay right now, and is still kind of full from all the food this week. And I'm Vervada, the girl who just started a new job and is finishing a degree, so I have no time to think, let alone think of pithy sayings. Our podcast centers on character and romance analysis using specific in-game dialogue. So if you want to stay spoiler-free, then this isn't the podcast for you. So here's your fucking spoiler alert. Thank you to the only kangaroo to be promoted to N7 status for that little clip. (laughs) Today's episode is mostly an interview. (laughs) And we'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, But first, we are going to talk about the fastest romance in the Mass Effect trilogy, that of Shaira the Consort. If you don't remember her, it's probably because you got lost on the Citadel. You first speak to her because, for whatever reason, Shepard is the best person in mind to solve petty issues involving jilted lovers. She asks you to speak to a former client, General Septimus, a Turian who apparently didn't understand the difference between business and pleasure. My cat's here. Hi, Mary. (laughs) I have a friend, Septimus, a retired Turian general. I won't discuss the details, but he wanted me to be more than I could be. We had a falling out. Now he spends his days in Korra's den, drinking and spreading lies about me. Okay, so that was Shaira. And then I actually ran into General Septimus Araka in my playthrough yesterday in Mass Effect 3. I completely forgot that he was in there. Uh, But he is the Turian who is sitting on the bench who needs you when you're trying to recruit the blood pack and eclipse and uh, the blue suns. He is the Torian who's like, no, I need to do my part. And you're like, well, I'll get you better weapons. But anyways. Uh, so Shair asks you to go talk to the Torian. But if you want a special token of appreciation, 
Don't run back to the consort immediately. Go find the Elcor and get him to quit talking shit too. Learn more about that token on the Mass Effect Lorecast. But basically, that's it. You help stop a jealous Turian from spreading lies about her, and she gives you a pep talk. Her gift of words changes depending on your shepherd's background and psychological profile, and you can sleep with her if you want after that. She's ready to go down no matter what. Yeah, I honestly can't really analyze her as romance because we just don't know enough about her as a character. And we also don't know enough about the culture surrounding Asari sexuality. So even though it seems a bit icky to me that she is like hanging all over Shepard during what it's supposed to be a business meeting, it may just be totally normal. I'm looking at this from my American woman's perspective, like our country is extremely conservative regarding most aspects of sex. You know, we are what's called a purity culture. We don't see many Asari getting upset with other Asari, but there are plenty of other races who get into an entanglement with an Asari and get their hearts broken. <laughs> it's definitely different for Asari, however, and Liara explains a little bit when you first enter Chorus Den if she's in your party. <laughs> We Asari are more accepting of our sexuality than most other species. Some club owners like to exploit this by hiring us as dancers. I don't mind the touchy-feely at all. I'm a hugger and a toucher, and once you've given clear permission that you were like that too, linking arms or holding hands walking down the street, or double-kiss cheek kisses between friends, Hugs that don't leave room for Jesus. It's who I am. Fuck you, COVID, for taking that away from me. But I digress. The face holding is a little more intimate than usual, and while there's no clear yes, there is no indication of hesitancy on either male Shep or Fem Shep's parts. Yeah, I I just want to say, yes, I mean, I love physical expressions of both friendship and attraction, too. It's part of us as humans. I just meant that it felt icky to me because she's like asking Shepard to fix her issue as part of her business. And she's like caressing Shepard and like backs into Shepard and slides down their body. Seems really out of place for a business meeting. And they did just meet it might be different for Asari, but Shepard's not Asari, and neither am I. It felt gratuitous to the male gazey kind of thing. They could solve a lot of these issues by just talking about shit first. Like, Asari are the diplomats of the galaxy. They're supposed to be good at talking. I feel like maybe I'm part Asari. But perhaps their sexual aspects are part of their diplomacy? Arya seems to use it. <laughs> Even a thought of her azure as a bargaining chip in Mass Effect 3. Shiara seems to be similar to the Hitara of ancient Greece, women whose exact role is impossible to pin down. Were they prostitutes? Probably. But they were also respected members of society with political roles, and they held great societal importance. According to the Mass Effect wiki, Shiara's name, Shaira, I don't know why I can't pronounce that one today, Shaira comes from an Arabic word that means female poet or poetess, which makes sense seeing as she is primarily a fancy life coach and sometimes sex therapist for all Citadel VIPs. And now I must ask you to leave. 
I have done everything I can for you. Told you it was a quickie. I will say that little snippet of a romance scene was totally unexpected to me on my first playthrough. I didn't think that the dialogue choice of, is that all, was going to initiate the next scene of bare shoulders and a clear indication of Shaira getting on her getting on her knees in front of a naked shepherd. It also brought me back to 1999. That's when I first watched Titanic. And ever since then, a fogged up window will have a hand thrust on it and drug down. Yeah, it was definitely just like this back of that car in Titanic. Uh, that, that whole thing where she has sex with you, if you go, if is that all? It made me go, is, does Shaira need a sex therapist herself? It seems a bit dodgy that when you say, is that all? She has sex with you to compensate. Romance is a strong word for what this was. But this marks the end of our romance reviews for Mass Effect 1. That was it. <laughs> That's all we were analyzing for Shaira, because that was it. Next month, we'll be in Dragon Age December. Something I can't wait for. We'll be starting with Dragon Age Origins, of course, with someone who thinks love is a weakness until she meets you. <laughs> Fun fact time. It looks like Apollo has never chosen a renegade selection. <laughs> but I also want to notate that uh, Bravada does the majority of the research for our podcast. She organizes the jumble of thoughts and ideas that I basically free type on the page and turns it into something that people would actually want to listen to. And then she deep dives into character lore and pulls from all sorts of reference materials. She also handles all of our social media. I handle all the stuff in the background. Audio clips and streaming, mixing and mastering of the podcast. And I also do some of the commenting, replying, and interactions online. But we've only known each other for like two months. I posted my idea of the, on the Discord on September 24th. I didn't see her face until September 26th. And then I reached out on October 6th <laughs> with the idea of teaming up to do a romance podcast. One month later on November 7th, we had our first full episode up. But because we are such new friends, she has no idea what was going on in my life six months ago, let alone back in 2012. When V wrote the portion comparing the consort to the Hetera, it reminded me of a prostitution lot that most people don't know exists and its epic origin story. So here's a little story that I hope you will find educational and let you know a little bit more about me. V doesn't know this story yet. For three years, I educated, empowered, and entertained women with a company called Pure Romance. We sold relationship enhancements, lubrication, and bedroom accessories. And I say that it's specifically to sold to women because there is a law stating that if a woman is to hand a man a phallic-shaped object, it is considered a sign of solicitation. Back in the days of Pompeii, like legit Pompeii days, women would have all of these wooden-shaped phalluses tied on a belt around their waist. 
and they would wear them to signify that they were available for certain services. A gentleman caller would walk up and select what was essentially a dildo with a painting or a carving of the services they wanted performed. A price would then be negotiated and the man would hand it back to her. Eventually, laws came to pass banning the practice of prostitution and solicitation, and they made it illegal for men and women to hand back phallic-shaped items to each other. So that is why men were not allowed at pure romance parties, because it would be illegal and solicitous of me to hand someone that I am not previously in a sexual relationship with. Yeah. I've never heard of that law. Wow. I have heard of pure romance um, because I, too, was once involved in an MLM and had a bad experience. They now have a not going to name what MLM it is. But if you're interested to know more, there's now a great docuseries about it on Amazon Prime. And um, yeah, so I swore off all MLMs after that. Um, So I I won't ever experience pure romance, but I do know about it. (laughs) Did not know about that law. I was I always thought it was like discriminatory i'm like they don't allow men like i didn't realize it was because of the mm-hmm. law yep we cannot have men uh and actually they were they went really discriminatory with it because it wasn't even like a, oh you can't have men the uh the way that it was explained to me was we can't have anybody with exterior plumbing and i'm like mm, i don't like that <laughs> phrasing at all you know mm-hmm. i mean it's not exactly not accurate but are we ready? I think to move ready. on to our interview. Yep, I think so. Sweet. All right. Well, now that we're blah 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 blah, let me learn how to speak again. I don't even have wine, so I have no excuse. <laughs> now, while we get our guest situated, please take a second to hear about some of the other podcasts on the Robots Radio Rocket Club. Once upon a time. 27 years after the bombs fell, there were two people, a vault dweller and a California girl. They met and sparks flew. That's when things got interesting. Once Upon a Wasteland is their story. Follow Elizabeth Kirby and Odessa Valdez as they pursue their happily ever after in the post-apocalyptic Appalachian wasteland of Fallout 76. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other podcasting platforms. Once Upon a Wasteland, a Fallout 76 love story. Available now. Hi, I'm Firewriter, and I'm the host of The Pixel People, a podcast dedicated to taking a close look at our favorite characters from our favorite video games, from major characters who define the course of a game's storyline to smaller characters who you might have never noticed. Every week, we go beyond the quest line to examine a particular character's story arc and choices and discover the real-world parallels and life lessons hidden just below the surface. I hope you'll join us. You can find the Pixel People on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Oh, oh, I just got back into Discord, and that is definitely a Sam with pink hair. <laughs> I can't wait to see. Uh, Yuri, can you get in? 
Oh my god, I love the pink hair, Sam. You should totally do that again. That's amazing. I mean, I know how annoying it is to keep up, though, so... Maybe it's too much work. I don't know. Maybe it's easier if your hair's short. Boy hair is probably a lot easier to maintain than girl hair. Yeah. Or short hair and long hair. My hair was longer than it is now when it was pink. And that was a hassle. Um... Yes, we can start talking about random shit. Yeah, I know. While we wait for Yuri Cat, maybe maybe something came up. Oh, oh no, no! Here oh. she comes, <laughs> Yuri Cat. Welcome. I love the helmet. Love the helmet. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Genesis told me I had to start with it on, but I can't talk with it on. No. <laughs> That's fine. Sorry, podcast listeners. They came on with the, what was that, N7 helmet? Yes. I wish I got one. I never got one of those. It was from uh, the Legendary Cache that came out with the Legendary Edition. Like, you had to buy it separately. Hold on here. My glasses are not fitting with my headphones now. Take your time, babe. I it's all that. good. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, oops, I'm going to knock over my microphone, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've been there, done that. But yeah, I needed that helmet as soon as I saw that it existed. Uh, let's see. I think the first thing that we need to do is talk about our origin story, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. We met at work where most adult friendships start. Uh, for obvious reasons, we won't go into too many details on that. But even though we worked in different departments, there was definitely that gamer girl connection that we all have the sixth sense for. <laughs> I do know that you tried to get me to play Mass Effect back in the day. I even commented on your N7 hoodie. Yep. Oh, I have it, and I forgot to put it on. Uh, but I just wasn't in the right headspace for it back then, and it took me until the p- pandemic for me to create my own Shep. Uh, but you did get me playing another game that I still have on my phone to this day. Uh, v, can you hold my gamer cred card so it doesn't get stolen? <laughs> Yes. Okay. Uh, be- I'm not responsible with money at all, though. Just so you know. No, it's oh, <laughs> not credit card. Just like my gamer street oh. cred card. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I thought you were talking about money. I was like, no, it's Black Friday. <laughs> Don't trust me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna lose all my street cred because we play Love Nikki Dress Up Queen. Oh my gosh, you think I have street cred? <laughs> Flattering. <laughs> Oh, yeah, but we didn't bring you on to talk about love, lick, love, love licking. Love wow. licking, yeah. <laughs> licking lampposts is for next month. That's true. <laughs> we didn't come here to talk about love, Nikki, or working in the tourism industry. Let's talk about Mass Effect. Yeah, um, so I'm not sure when you started playing Mass Effect, but I played it back when I was a teenager. So do you want to tell us about... Your relationship with Mass Effect when you started playing? How did you find the game? Absolutely. And I will say that 
Mobile games are a real gaming platform now, and I have no shame in the fact that I'm like $10 away from hitting V11 in Love, Nikki. Jesus. So, yeah. (laughs) No shame. But so, my origin story for Mass Effect, I feel like the time period is kind of important, and unfortunately, um, the truth of my old ass age (laughs) is important as well. So I seem to recall, um, I was with um, somebody back then, uh, the man I was with is actually my ex-husband, and um, at that time, we watched a lot of like G4, because, you know, YouTube wasn't really the juggernaut that it is today, and there wasn't like Twitch and stuff like that, and I believe that we actually had seen a review or a preview of the first Mass Effect on X-Play with Adam Sessler and Morgan Webb. (laughs) oh wow yeah oh my god that brought me back right (laughs) i haven't thought about x-play in so long (laughs) right but i mean this was like 2007 you know so it's a long time ago and uh not to get too age specific but i was in my early 20s at that point Mm -hmm. and uh i like was brought up on sci-fi and like we were a huge star trek family And immediately I caught the vibes of like the Star Trek like essence from it. And I was immediately interested. But even though I had been a gamer previously, there was this weird relationship with me and my ex-husband where anytime I started to play a game, I was not as good at it as him. And he'd just be like, well, let me do this. And then I would never get the controller back. And so I had to Here, babe, let me show you how to do it. I know, right? Well, so part of it, too, is um, I was a pretty big PC gamer, but I wasn't, like, a console gamer. And he was so big on consoles that, like, that was just where our household naturally migrated to. And uh, he had gotten Mass Effect for the 360. And the leap from, like, the PC to a console, like, if you've never done anything besides 2D platforms or, like, JRPGs, on a console like it's a huge leap and it was it was not pretty i cannot even tell you how many times i failed that first mission trying to disarm those bombs like it was it was bad because i kept running out of time (laughs) that mission was not intuitive they they worked on their heads up display but i still when i got legendary edition it had been so long i was like where's the last bomb oh no (laughs) so because that was so traumatic for me and i played it so many times i remembered exactly where every single bomb was when i played legendary edition but so, um, and the, the worst part of it was, is that my husband and I, or my ex-husband, my husband at the time, were on the same shift at work. So like, I never even had alone time. So then fast forward. And so basically I watched him play it a little bit and like, but he would play it when I was sleeping sometimes. And so I missed, I missed things. Uh, the one part that I was definitely there for though uh, was when he was wishy-washy with like his Renegade and Paragon choices. So he did not have enough clout in either to talk Ashley out of shooting Rex. And I'm like, that bitch is dead when I'm playing this game. <laughs> so a little precursor there for, for what prompted that decision. But uh, it wasn't until a couple years later, uh, Mass Effect 2 was already out by this point, And there were like whispers of Mass Effect 3 that um, our schedules changed. And I finally was able to like have time to myself. And I had had a couple 
like Xbox games under my belt at that point. And uh, I went back and played it and like seriously cracked out on it. <laughs> I mean, I was in love with it from day one and I just could not get enough of it. There was one, because uh, we were night shifters, there was one night where um, I had started to play and he had gone to work and then I heard him come in. I'm like, wow, you're home early. He and He's like, no, I was at work for 12 hours. I'm like, what? <laughs> I had no idea. 12 hour gaming sessions are where it's at. Oh, yes. I miss I those days. <laughs> I do too. I remember when Fallout New Vegas came out and I popped it in. It was a weekend night, and I was like, "This I'm going to stay up late. And the next thing I knew, the sun was coming up. And I blinked at it, and I was like, what? The day is coming already? I thought it was only a couple hours. <laughs> that <Nope>. was me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know that you were on the Twitch chat last week, and so I wanted to know, did you learn anything new about Ashley? Uh, yeah, because... Um... I have actually played the Mass Effect trilogy in its entirety five times through. And uh, Ashley has never made it past Vermeer for me. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so everything was new. <laughs> and do you think on your next playthrough you're going to keep her alive? I always say that I'm going to. So because like I'm really huge into like appreciating every aspect that a developer had to like work on. And so I keep saying I'm going to, but I know this is kind of a weird thing and I'm jumping ahead a little bit here, but I'm going to play as Bro Shep, which I've never been able to successfully do before. I've started a couple times. It's just hard for me to immerse myself in it um from a male perspective. But I do think that there is something about playing as a male that's going to make me more prone to keeping her alive. So that's what I'm thinking. I know I that on sorry. sorry on my <laughs> next on my next bro chef run, I am going to keep her alive because I <laughs> I knew that I had to keep Caden alive on my first bro run because I wanted to see how they would make that romance play out in three. Um, I wanted to experience that one. And I was like, so I had to keep Caden alive on my first bro run. That makes sense. I was going to ask, um, I've heard tell that you are a canon Caden romancer. You are hardcore Shanko. So <laughs> um, would it be possible to save Ashley on Vermeer for you? Yeah, because if I'm honest, Caden um, was was uh my my canon romance uh when i played legendary edition though i found myself like really like veering towards garris which had never happened to me before and i like even i romanced Caden in number one and then like so in my original playthrough so my original playthrough, I went Caden and then like went totally celibate in the second game and then saved myself for him in the third game. And when I played Legendary Edition, I wanted to recapture the magic of like the first time I played. And I was like, I'm going to do it exactly the same. But then like I kept finding it so difficult not choosing the flirtier like responses for Garrus. I'm like, there's just something that was speaking to me this time. And I held strong. And then in number three, when you meet him on the moon of, um, of Palavin, Palavin, and he, like, 
like all confidently struts in. I was like, Midnight. gosh, dang it. Why didn't I just like go after Garrus? <laughs> so Garrus is a sexy beast. Right? And then I had to play it again, you know, just so I could rectify that mistake. <laughs> we have converted another one, V. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard. Have you heard him talk? <laughs> you know, which he mentions, like, on, on the infamous Citadel date. Mm. Okay, we're supposed to be talking about Caden. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm no. sorry, I'm sorry. No, <laughs> no, no but this is Caden's whole thing. Is He's forgettable. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know there's a lot. I, I don't, I'm, I'm going to make some Caden lovers out there really mad because there's still, still a lot of people who really, really are passionate about Caden. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how. I really just don't know how. It's never got to me. Well, so I have some that theories seen. on that. But go ahead. You, you stop. I was like, one of the things that I've seen is uh, what game made you realize you were a monster hunter? And... <laughs> okay. I once took one of those like BDSM quizzes and it came back like, you're pure vanilla. And I'm like, you guys haven't seen me play Mass Effect, though. Like, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> no apparently yeah, I was gonna say like apparently I have a monster thing now because I romance Garrus that's what the internet has told me since we started doing this podcast and I was romancing or not romancing I was researching oh my god <laughs> researching and um yeah that's what they say you romance aliens you must have a monster kink um my husband keeps saying that uh he's like I didn't realize how into insects you were I'm all shut up <laughs> He's not an insect. He's not an insect no. at all. Are you joking? <laughs> He's clearly a dinosaur. Some form of avian. He's right? like some bird dinosaur <laughs> raptor thing. I know. <laughs> but I'm like, that's, that's what he stuck on. And anytime, I love my husband dearly. Anytime he thinks something is funny, if he gets a rise out of me even a little bit, it, I'm going to hear it at least 20,000 more times. <laughs> The Velosa boyfriend. Nice. Yeah, that's a good one. My husband calls him the space chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yesterday at Thanksgiving, I talked to my sister. She's four years younger than me. And uh, apparently she played Mass Effect back in the day. I was like, how is that even possible that you played and I didn't? She's like, uh, you were 21 and out of the house. Okay, valid point. Um, so she played with uh, on her own, and she was. Damn it! I completely lost the train of thought there. Right, her boyfriend at the time used to get jealous that she was flirting with Caden, and <laughs> would get. I mean, no, it was a really bad abusive relationship that thank God ended it before it got way way bad. But he would uh, be like, no, you can't pick that option. Watching her play going, you can't pick that option. Don't do that. And so she was getting all pissed off about it. But she told me she's like, uh, wow, what is going on? I, hi, my name is Tom Robots and I lose words. <laughs> hi, well, we Tom. don't stand stupid boyfriends who tell you what you can and can't do i will it say it infuriates me so much to think yeah about i him. saw an ama or no a what is the am i the asshole thing on reddit where it's like my girlfriend is just flirting too much with this character in skyrim and i think she's cheating on me 
And I was like, this is for real? I guess there are people who really are bothered by that, though. And meanwhile, me and my husband are over here talking about who we romance in all the games. And My, my ex-husband is that type of person, hence the ex part of yeah. it. I mean, like, totally different game, but I played, um, oh my gosh, it's a very popular game there's four of them where you typically play as um you know a the first one you play as a child's fable oh my gosh so i played fable oh, three uh -huh. and the whole thing something's was, happening to us I know, right? I'm like, oh <laughs> so i played fable three and um one of the things is, is i had a wife and i was trying to get her pregnant because i wanted a family right and so you have to have sex with them and so i was doing this and like there's a counter apparently of how many times and like during one of the loading screens it shows like how many times you have and then he saw it and got really mad he's like you've done that how many times i'm like the woman's not going to get pregnant otherwise okay like how do you think this works how am i supposed to make in-game babies uh but no that totally reminded me of what the whole point of the sister story was i looked over <laughs> to my husband and i was like honey are you jealous of my relationship with garris and he goes are you jealous of my relationship with Miranda? <laughs> I don't like my husband romanced Miranda too. What is that? I'm like, we, I know why you romanced her. Don't try to tell me it's because she has a great personality. It's not. No, it's not. It's the ass. Okay. And he knows it. I know it. And I'm okay with it. Cause that is a video game ass and mm -hmm. not. Yeah. I can't compete with that. Ass. Yeah, she, not only is she a video game ass, so, like, realistically, she was crafted to be a perfect woman, but also, like, narratively, she was crafted to be a perfect woman. So, either way, that is what it is. She becomes better in Mass Effect 3. We'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Well, and that's actually a perfect segue into why I chose Caden. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen him? <laughs> I haven't seen him until I really actually paid attention and a Legendary Edition made him look better. Like It made everybody look better. Yeah. It's true. But so, uh, yeah. There's, I know it's jumping ahead, but there is like a special Meh. scene that revolves around checking out his ass in the third one if you romance him exclusively. And the first time I saw it happen, I was all, damn right, Shepard, go get some. <laughs> like, you've earned this. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate that they added that in there, because it's it's just refreshing to see male objectification. Mm -hmm. I agree. <laughs> hey, Navi. <laughs> all right, let me take a look here at our little question so I can think of something else that we make sure we covered. Oh, so were there any characters that you wish were romance options or things that you would change with the current romances, like whichever thing that comes to mind? Oh my gosh, I would be all over Morden in a heartbeat. <laughs> in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a shame they didn't let him be a romance option. I know, right? I, I totally agree with that. Like, in some ways, I understand. And there was some part of me that always wished that I could, like, talk Samara into it. Because, like, you really can push the envelope. And she's just like, no means no. Okay? Mm -hmm. But I respected that about her, too. 
Well, she also doesn't want to have any more Ardot Yakshi children. She couldn't. She's just like that. Nah. Shepherd. Ardot Yakshi only come from Asari. Oh yeah, you're pure, right. You're yeah, right. Pure blood relationships. I know Mass Effect. I swear. <laughs> I played it once. <laughs> have uh, Have you ever tried to romance Morden? No, because I was always in a relationship with someone else by then. But I do remember at one point when I hadn't quite made the decision, he talk, tried to talk to me about why he wasn't a good option. And I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that we were talking about that, but okay. <laughs> uh, I would love to read these uh, because I did M- Morden's Rejection. Oh, thank you for following, Navi. I appreciate that. Um. So you walk in there, and Shepard's like, "Hey, have you got a minute to talk?" Here's Morden's responses. Actually, wanted to talk medical matters. Aware that mission is dangerous, and different species have different react to stress reactions to stress. Aware you come by a great deal. Have other species become attracted to me before? It's awkward. Not interested. You've had members of other species make a pass at you constantly very awkward skin tone apparently attractive by Turian standards subset of krogan sexual deviants enjoy solarian flexibility more cartilage and skeletal structure asari <laughs> offers intrigue actually wonder why trans species pheromones unlikely to work must be neurochemical wait a minute morden you're just yanking me around aren't you Shocking suggestion. Doctor-patient confidentiality is sacred trust. Would never dream of mockery. Enjoy yourself, Shepard. We... <laughs> As you're saying this, so I'm like, it's coming back to me. <laughs> that's if you, um, you have flirted with other people and have not locked it in yet. But if you come stay completely celibate, he has an additional line at the end. He goes, if Shepard, uh, uh, let's see, and I, I did pull this off the Mass Effect wiki and watching the um, like rare di- a rare dialogue video. Um, he goes, uh, if Shepard accepts the refusal, regardless of com- regardless of commander's gender, Morden's reply is, if intended to try human, would try you. <laughs> that's beautiful I, I think he said that to me once because I talked to him early on in Mass Effect 2 and I hadn't romanced anyone in the first one because I'm saving myself from my Turian and he said that and I was like wait hold on wait let's fall in love right now <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah yeah. The, uh, so no unfortunately Morden is not and will not be an option but if he was interested in humans, he would try you. And, like, really, if you think about it from a stamina standpoint, it'd be pretty interesting. I don't know. A know, lot like, of energy. Yeah, but wouldn't that just be fast? It'd be like, yeah. <laughs> mm, I don't know. It's either oh, be tantric or rabbit. Especially, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about this. They do have a tendency to go through things really quickly. So maybe that wouldn't be they only live for like what is it 40 years yeah Mm -hmm. 40 years and i'm also just thinking about how they reproduce which is like eggs externally fertile like fertilizing eggs like fish basically Mm. and so i'm just like is it damn it 
I don't, I don't, I don't know how it's going to work. <laughs> it's my job to research what a solarian penis would look like, so I guess one day we'll find out. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I see, I, I can definitely fall in love with him personality wise, but as far as sex goes, I don't know if that would work. Like, I don't know if it would work, even if they wanted to try. Like, I have no idea. Yeah, it's true. But, I mean, it's good to dream. <laughs> and I think it's cute that Morden does say that, because, it, I mean, the only other time you really hear about uh, Solarians and romance or sex at all is that, like, bachelor party, where mm-hmm. you hear mm-hmm. about them, like, setting up their really elaborate um, marriage system that they have, and then there's, like, a lap dance or a, a pole dancer on the table and they're just like well this doesn't do anything for me and the slaring just keeps talking about how they're they're not attracted like it's just, they don't feel that at all and so it's kind of cool to see that morden does have that maybe a little bit you know though if you go through that entire dialogue though where the asari's dancing on the table he does eventually admit that she's pretty and that he sees the appeal mm-hmm. yeah because asari look different to everybody they look like whatever whatever's looking at them it will find the most attractive so, um, which I found out this year, I had no idea. I thought they just all looked humanoid, but I guess they look humanoid because we're humans. So they look vi- like slightly different to everybody. So I, I want to know what Asari actually look like if, if no one's looking at them or if you're an Asari looking at them. So curious. Mm. Yeah. Cause the Turians notice their, uh, hair head flanges more and they're like, well, of course they look like Turians. Look at their head their headpieces yeah that's true and at least we know that that's like something that everybody sees because liara acknowledges her when joker questions her about it mm-hmm. as long as you support <laughs> joker that one was funny too oh gosh i know i love it joker my pick is joker i don't want to get rejected by him at the bar that was some bullshit but like is Commander Shepard just, like, breaking protocol with everyone? Because I feel like that's kind of what made it special with Kanan. Like, her attraction to him was so strong that, like, they, like, allowed that to happen, even though they're both kind of against it. But if she was just, like, going after all of her, like, subordinates, I would be like, oh, she's just kind of a predatory creep. Joker's the only one that is on the Normandy all three games the entire time. That's true, and he's not into living creatures. He, no. want, he wants well, a sex bot. I mean, I wouldn't turn down Edie either. No. <laughs> I just always worry for him because he's got brittle bones. So I'm like, no matter who he's with, like, you gotta be gentle. It's true, especially <laughs> since he specifies that it's like the waist down is the issue. <laughs> yeah, it's like the important portion of his body. Have you heard Morden's advice to Joker? Oh gosh, probably. It is it is great dialogue. Um talking about uh how like different positions using lots of pillows and then attempting to send Edie the training manuals and visual aids and Joker freaks out, no, nope, Edie's busy right now, we don't need to do that. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely stand, like, openly talking about that, though. Thank you, Morden, for making a safe place for everyone to come together. Mm. (laughs) Phrasing. 
<laughs> sexual safety. <laughs> Wear Lips. condoms. Don't lick drill. Don't ingest Turian. <laughs> yeah. But I will say, so if you're, if you guys are, you know, interested in hearing my thought process behind the selection of Caden, I actually have given this a great deal of thought over recent days because I was wondering, like, what changed for me that kind of led me more toward Garrus than Caden when I felt really strongly about him before. As I mentioned, when I first had my introduction to the Mass Effect universe, I was in my early 20s. And so I grew up in the 90s as like, you know, a gamer girl. And there there weren't like any Valkyries or Pokemanes and all that stuff, you know, where like gamer girls could be feminine and cool. You know what I mean? Like it was a pretty, I mean, there are still kind of those same toxicity elements in like the gaming space and like the nerd space in general. But back in like the 90s, it was really bad <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. and into like the mid 2000s. And so it was definitely a thing where especially if you like are a more feminine presenting female, like you get even less respect. It doesn't matter how good you are at any game, like how many you've played, how much of the lore from any anime that you know, like the guys around you, like there was nothing you could say that was impressive or correct. They were superior in every way, right? And back then, even like games where you could select your gender were really far and few between. And there definitely weren't any like big budget games like Horizon Zero Dawn where like you had to play as a female and she was just like a cool badass. Like that just wasn't the culture back then. And um, I remember Mm -hmm. there was this anime club at the community college and they would play video games sometimes. And there was this game that was called Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. (laughs) And it's like a puzzle fighter. I was really good at this game. And uh, I was there with my girlfriends and the guys were all playing it on like this big screen. And they were like, you know, you should go play this Yuri because you're like really good at this game. And I decided to do it and I creamed this guy I was playing against. Like he did not have a chance. And then when everybody was starting to make fun of him, oh, you got beat by a girl, you know, I even heard him tell them, oh, I just let her win, you know, kind of thing. That was, which he, yeah, he absolutely didn't, by the way. <laughs> but it's just, you know, I feel like it's, it's important to paint the picture of the time period. And then you guys already have like a little bit of an insight to my home life where it was already kind of a toxic environment trying to play video games. And uh, so then you get into Mass Effect and I spent almost an entire hour creating my Shepard, like tweaking every little thing about her until I was completely satisfied with her. I love character creation anyway, so (laughs) it really spoke to me. But then there's that moment when you're walking onto the ship and you're talking to everybody and they're like handing you the little tablet to read and everything and then the camera spins around and you see your shepherd for the first time and for me because I went with a female aspect like I teared up it was amazing I'm like look at this like badass beautiful woman that I just made getting all this respect and everything and then and then enters Caden who 
is an attractive, powerful man in his own right, has a long like history in the military, has been through some shit and everything, but he has every bit the ounce of respect for her that she deserves too. There's never any toxic masculinity there toward her or anything. And the fact that he was attracted to her, even knowing that even despite his biotic, she could probably still kick his ass. Like, I don't know. For me, that really resonated with me. I was like, I don't know. And he is attractive. I always thought he was attractive. (laughs) But it was just one of those things. I fell in love with the way he interacted with her, the respect that he showed her. And just like, I don't know everything about it. So, and I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that that in itself, unfortunately, was a little bit based in fantasy because I had not seen that kind of interaction in reality. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. such good points. I mean, Mass Effect just in general, I feel like did that for so many people and I remember because I also grew up in the 90s. I've also been a gamer my entire life. And I've had plenty of men question me, gatekeep, try to make me prove my fandom about various games or whatever. I was president of the anime club when I was in high school. So I'm definitely like a wide reaching nerd. But um, Mass Effect specifically, because I played it when I was a teenager, when it first came out. It's part of the reason that I joined the Navy because it was the first time, like you said, that I was like, wow, this, this woman that I'm playing as not only is respected by everyone, but she's doing the same thing that male shepherd does. There's no differences in the storyline based on the gender. Like, yeah, you can romance different people, but that's it. You're still kick ass. You're still commander shepherd. You're still ahead in charge of the Normandy savior of the Citadel, blah, blah, blah. It's amazing. And Blaviken. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. It depends, I suppose. But, um, yeah, I remember um, after this is past the first time I played Mass Effect and I was sitting at my desk when I was in the Navy. I was um, an intel person. So I was doing my stuff. And this one guy came up. I always played uh, Pandora when I was writing reports and a Halo song came on. And, you know, I'm not really that big of a Halo fan, but I really love soundtracks, especially game soundtracks nice instrumental music to type things to and he sits down behind me and he's like you're not really listening to that and I'm like what he's like that's a game soundtrack like you're just playing it because you want a guy to like you and he literally said that to me and I was like no I actually really like games he's like oh really name one game like he did he literally did I can't even make this up he literally did that and I, at the time, was playing Skyrim, because it was when that came out, and I said that, and he was like, well, did you play Morrowind? I'm like, no, I didn't. He's like, oh, well, that's the best Elder Scrolls game, so if you haven't played Morrowind, then you haven't really played Elder Scrolls. (laughs) I was just like, what is this? And those type of things happened all the time, and that is honestly why I think we always, like, Bioware, not only is it just opinion that Bioware does the best romances, it's also fact there's they're the industry leader and part of the reason i think that is is because they don't have that in their games like the men that's what i love about garris that's what drew me to garris is because garris is a follower he idolizes shepherd i mean everyone kind of idolizes shepherd but it's like a mentor mentee relationship with garris and shepherd and i was like 
that is such a fascinating dynamic to me that I had never seen in my life at that point. I was like, the woman's in charge? Like, she's the wearing the pants, for lack of a better term, right? And like you said, Bioware made that a reality. That was, it was so cool to see that. And I'm so glad that it's happening more and more often. But yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure every, especially girl gamer has a story like that, if not more than one. Yep. I remember the first game, the first video game that I, that I played as a woman as, um, and Xena Warrior Princess. They came out with a video game on the PlayStation and it took like maybe six hours to beat total but it was awesome that the only character selection was the woman I mean it's a game about Xena you are playing as Xena you get to be Xena fast forward you know five six years down the line my little brother is playing little punk ass asked me how do I switch to play as Joxer? No. No, you do not get to play as Joxer the Mighty in my Xena game, kid. No. (laughs) Rant. He's much better now. Jennifer Hale has this beautiful story, uh, the voice actor for Female Shepherd, um, of being at like a release party for Mass Effect 3 and it was it took until the third one but it was the first one where they had her on the cover uh, Femship and they had her do the honors of opening the box like with the box cutter and she opened it and when she saw all of the um, the games in the box with her character's face on it being the prominent like person on the game she lifted one up jumped on a table and was like you know cheering and all the fans that showed up were cheering and she's like up there just crying like because it's such it is such a hard like thing for women to get that kind of recognition in a lot of industries but in particularly in like the gaming industry and it's just it's it is getting better but it's ridiculous that we've had to fight so hard yeah it's still a long way to go before it's it's good enough I think (laughs) And, you know, I think it's really hard. There's a lot of men, not any that I associate with, thankfully. All the men I know are very cool about it and are good listeners. But, um, you know, there's probably a lot of men out there who are like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, there's women in games. It's like, it's so easy for you to not see it when you've seen yourself portrayed in the game for as long as you've been a gamer. But it's like, I Mm -hmm. distinctly remember when games started offering playable female characters because it wasn't a thing for my whole life. And it's very new thing that you can be a woman who is not wearing like a bikini or something, you know, like we have like, like normal armor, you know, or you're not a sexy high pitched voice or something. You know what I mean? And that for me, that began that I can distinctly remember is Bioware games. I actually played Dragon Age before I played Mass Effect, which is why I'm very excited for Dragon Age December. But yeah, that was, I mean, I will say the exam, there was still the exploitative women things like Morgan, (laughs) Morgan's wearing like a strip of cloth as a top. And -hmm. even back then when I first played that, I was like, excuse me, how do your boobs stay in there? (laughs) We can see the tops. We can see the bottoms. We can see the sides. We're just not seeing the nipples. How do you fight with that? So I like how it's become more practical now with 
realistic portrayals of armor, things like that. Um, even just just with all all the games, Assassin's Creed with Valhalla, you know, we got we got it happening. It's happening. It's getting better. I think a big one, a big step forward was Last of Us Part Two with Abby. Um, all a lot of men got really mad at that one. That one I still remember because I on Reddit. I know Reddit's probably not like the best representation of normal people, but <laughs> I do remember seeing on there where they're like, "She's not hot. I don't want to fuck her. I'm sad." Me, me, I don't want to play this game. She's not hot. Meh. But then they were like, oh, I like when I can play as Ellie because Ellie's hot. And I was like, well, Ellie's a lesbian, so she doesn't even want you. I don't understand that. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. And I've talked to so many men who are like, oh, I make... I actually was talking to this one guy who made a shepherd who he was like, oh, she's... I made her really hot. I would want to have sex with this shepherd. And I'm like, that's what you think of when you create a character that you're going to play as is like, would I bang her? That's such a weird thought to have so interesting i have a friend who i also got into mass effect and he might even be like more into it and obsessive than i am but he purposefully makes these really like ass ugly shepherds like female shepherds and sometimes men too he prefers playing as the the woman because he says that her um comebacks and stuff are so much funnier he just enjoys her voice actor and stuff a lot too. I mean, agreed. Right. We love Mark Mir. Oh yes, but, but Jennifer Hale's just—I know. Well, and I have like a lifelong love of her anyway because I was like a super big Powerpuff Girl fan. And yeah, you're looking at me very blankly. But she was Miss Keene. She was also I'm a good lady or Sedusa. Wait, Jennifer Hale was the. She was Sedusa. The, the secretary? No, Miss Keene, uh, their kindergarten teacher. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Fine. But yeah, so when I heard her talk, I was all, no way. I'm like, that is Sedusa. Like, I was 100% convinced of it, but I had to go look it up. And then if, um, she has a very interesting uh, reel, a voice acting reel that shows all kinds of characters that you probably had no idea that she was behind the voice of. I was shocked by a few of them. But yeah. <laughs> she was one of those great voice chameleons like Tara Strong and... Oh, Tara Strong's great. All of them. I feel like there's uh, there's like a handful of women that their voices are just everywhere. They're just... They're, they're everywhere. Especially yeah. for us 90s kids. They did a lot of <laughs> Nickelodeon shows and then they moved right. into video games. Or like E.G. Daily. She's another one that's just everywhere. And you're like, What? <laughs> We talked about her last week, actually, because she was almost Ashley. Oh, yeah, I do remember you guys talking about that. Tommy Pickles does not belong on the Normandy. But you know what? If I'm... Wait, no. I was thinking that she was Raven, but I think that was actually Tara Strong. Mm. But she was Buttercup, so... E.G. Daly was Buttercup? Yeah. Then maybe. But I definitely still. haven't seen Powerpuff Girls in an, any in many years, so I didn't even know Jennifer Hale was in there. <laughs> like I used to watch it all the time, but when I played Mass Effect, I was like, "This is the first time I've ever heard this voice before." <laughs> I I don't know Powerpuff Girls for me back in the day. Like, sorry, weird tangent, but um, they used to do a thing where they would show three uh, miniature like shorts in an episode. And I can't even remember what the show was called, but then you would call on the phone, like, and you would vote. 
for which one you wanted to become a series. <laughs> and uh, I, at the time, I, I grew up with my Nana. I'm like, Nana, can I call and vote for this show? <laughs> like, yeah, and the rest is history. Powerpuff Girls won, and I, I have the, the whole series on DVD, and I have a whole bunch of collectibles. Like, I was obsessed for a long That's time. That's amazing. Do you, <laughs> do you have any other Mass Effect gear that you want to show off? Oh. So, let's see, I make everybody dizzy here, and you get a little glimpse at my kind of messy room. But that is my... Ooh. Oh, you have an Omni tool. I got one this year. It's supposed to come next month. It was Uh, one of those like fan passion project things. Oh, this one came from Think Geek before GameStop like bought them out. I think I got it. Actually, I think I bought it when I was at PAX, if I'm real with you. (laughs) That's awesome. That's where I got my Morgan statue like years ago, back when Think Geek was like a thing. Right. I'm kind of sad that they stopped. I used to buy a lot of household goods on there. Same. Same. But yeah, I've got the Kotobuki uh, female shepherd uh, figure, and that's that's my freaking favorite thing that I own, because they did such a good job with her. So if they were to make a Garrus and Caden statue available again, which one would you buy now? I'd probably buy both, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, that's fair. Because I still, I have that special place in my heart for Caden. I, I just probably always will. He was my first, and I was so, like, even in the second game, when you see him on uh, Horizon, and the two of you, that was Horizon, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you share words. Yeah. And then uh, Kelly is all, like, in your business about everything, because she's a psychologist. I'm sorry, I don't really like <laughs> Kelly. But... <laughs> But she's like, uh, well, how, how do you feel about him? And I I always choose the, I miss him. And then she's like, oh, like, mm-hmm. we're not going to bone. I'm like, damn straight, get away from me. <laughs> I one time I... accidentally flirted with her too much and we showered together. And then I realized that was her lock-in scene. And then I couldn't romance Garrus. And I, no kidding, like, restarted my game. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so I... weird about her, though. Like... My friend that I got all addicted to, he's like, you know, if you flirt her up enough, she'll feed your fish. I'm like, it's not worth it, okay? It's not. It's not worth it. You and then mm-hmm. in Mass Effect Three, you can just buy an automatic fish feeder, so it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm still haven't learned my lesson with Bioware games of like, you know, you just can't flirt with people unless you want to romance them because then they will romance you. And I did that this year with a replay of Dragon Age Inquisition. I'll never forget it because I, I had just had a surgery, so I was playing that to like get through the days. I flirted with Blackwall one too many times, and I was just going to re-romance Solus because I like pain, apparently. And um, I locked in with him, and then I had a scene with Solus, and I was like, where's my flirt option? It's not there. And then I googled it, and it was like, that scene on the parapets is lock-in scene with Blackwell. And I was like, no! It was like 16 hours since... The save before I did that, I I, I did so many rookie mistakes. Just don't be like me, kids. Save often, save many times, and don't flirt with Blackwall. Oh. But I did actually used to have um, a really amazing Garrus figure that I had gotten in Japan. Like they have a line over there that were just fantastic, and we ended up getting all of them. And then the X ended up with all of them oh my god I would hire a thief and sneak into his house 
I will say that he loves Mass Effect probably as much as I do, so at least they're they're in a, a good home. A loving home. It's like the dog or something. <laughs> <laughs> they're in a good loving home. He's taking good care of him. He is taking good care of him. Gets the best kind of kibble. Yep. <laughs> I don't know if I should say this on camera, but just slip me an address. <laughs> I might know a guy. Yeah, honestly. I would do it for free. I'll steal Garrus. Oh, gosh. I wish because they're like, I found them on eBay and they're like $400 now and we did not pay that much for them. Just, oh, my gosh. Oh, I know. I remember. Go. I remember the first Garrus statue that they released years and years ago and I had the money. I was in the Navy and I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm going to be moving a lot. I don't think I want to buy extra shit. And I didn't get it. And then I missed the one that they released this year. And now they're all like $1,000 on eBay. And I'm so annoyed. They sold out so fast. I managed to get Liara. I don't even like Liara that much, but I just was so desperate to have some Mass Effect statues. I mean, I like Liara, but like, obviously I'd rather have Garrus. Um, Yeah, that's a big regret. I remember that day. I almost put him in my cart and I was like, no, stupid, stupid past me. I may like if or you could may go back not. in time that would be that would be the thing. <laughs> That's like I, the one thing I would change and then the one thing I would grab in a fire. <laughs> You're like Sorry cats. <laughs> oh my god, no. I I would just kidding. I have my cat in my lap and he knows. He would either already be in my lap or in my arms when the fire broke out anyway, so he's coming with me. I'd also grab my kid, okay? Don't worry. <laughs> The little Garrus Funkos are like 90 bucks on Amazon right now? Really? That is so insane. I don't know when you got yours, Jen. I got mine years and years ago. This Garrus has seen shit. He has seen secrets, government secrets. He knows a lot. Um, He's been everywhere with me. Um, I don't even remember when I got him, but I cannot believe that he'd be $90 now because I paid $9.99 for him, I think. Like, oh! <gasps> Oh, I have that one too. I know, isn't he adorable? Yeah, he's so I'm adorable. Not I wish. Jealous. I don't know if they ever I'm made a Rex so one, but I wish I would have got yeah, that. I don't think they they should have, but I do have Grunt. And actually, my kid broke him, and I had to glue <gasps> his leg back on. He's fine now. I fixed him, performed surgery. Trust me, I have uh, my bottle of crazy glue right here on my desk. I'm a big figure collector, and I have a whole bunch that yeah. I'm trying to fix that my son decided didn't deserve to live anymore <sighs> yeah and i was like then i have my normandy who she Aww. she broke one of these little things off and i had to glue it but now I, I don't people who are listening won't be able to see but i don't even know if you guys can see it's like mismatched now oh. it's barely noticeable but yeah. it's like one piece goes in a little bit too close because i glued it and it just didn't fit back together properly and now they're mm. on my desk where she can't reach them because i learned mm. my lesson all right so yeah I, uh, i'm sorry i feel like i've gone on more tan- tangents than actual conversation about Kate. meh i mean we, we I mean, did the full episode on him yeah i'm not gonna cry <laughs> but yeah like i said there were there were a lot of good things about him and they're definitely especially like because you really only have two options in the first game and something about 
Liara, I, I do genuinely really like her, but particularly in Mass Effect 1, it just did feel like a little predatory and like creepy. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I couldn't, I couldn't allow myself to go down that path. Um, but I really feel like it's not until 3 that I really feel comfortable going down that route with her because she feels like a grown-up finally. Yeah. 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 Um, my femship romanced her my first playthrough, and then I didn't do that again. But broship, my canon broship run is straightly R the whole way. And I've I've seen it because like um, my ex husband he went full Liara the whole time, and so like I got to see a lot of how that re- relationship plays out, and it is really sweet and everything but like I said it just for me it felt kind of weird and like I said particularly when I first played Mass Effect I just I really fell for Caden like I just thought he was so sweet and he was so comfortable in himself like he didn't feel threatened by his female commander and like there are a couple things that he says that like he's very good at like saying things without saying them like you kind of know what he's saying (laughs) even though he's not outrightly (laughs) coming out with it I always love that too. Like one of my favorites is when he first like slips and mentions that he's attracted to her, you know, and because uh, mm-hmm. he's talking about Rana, and he's like, "Yeah, she was an amazing woman, like a lot like you, ma'am." <laughs> like, <laughs> like he just realized what he said. Like, you know, like in in real life, you'd be like, "Oh, stupid, stupid! Like, why did I yeah. say that?" Yeah, it just, he he's felt, adorable. He is. He really is. And, like, he, because of, like, his his rough past and just the shit that he's seen and then, you know, going, like, the full military life and the hardships and everything, he had all the makings to be someone who was just a total asshole. And then he wasn't. So, I don't know. And I know that I keep coming back to it, but, like, he is genuinely really attractive. And I was trying to think if I've ever in my my real life met somebody or known somebody who was genuinely like that attractive and it's just like you see them on tv and stuff but in your everyday life you don't really come across people that look like that i've known a few but i know a lot of people who are like addicted to working out so that's probably why they have good bodies but i remember when i worked at target that was my first job out of high school the guy that i worked with we had the same birthday too and he was so beautiful i was like i had never had a boyfriend i didn't get a boyfriend until i was in the navy this was before that and i was just like what what do i do how do i talk to and no but we became nice friends but i just was always so struck by like he looks like famous or something like he doesn't look attractive for normies but he was among us i don't know and it's weird i've only met one person like that ever and he's the lead singer of a band and i was at a meet and greet and I was actually kind of hating on him because he was the new singer that took over for the the singer that I would prefer to be there. Mm-hmm. And then when I met him in person, I was very caught off guard by how attractive he was. And there's a whole embarrassing story that I'm not going to get into. But <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. So I think it was not... I don't know. I guess it was just more of, like... Um, like we were talking about before where it was something for the women too you know what I mean 
Like they made sure because like I I know that in like other games and stuff like sometimes you have the ones where the guys are attractive, but a lot of the time they're like, oh, it's kind of just like you know, this guy who he is what he is, but he's got a really great personality and that's what women really want anyways, you know, a good personality. And I'm like, it's true. But every now and then it wouldn't be so bad to have a character that's made to be attractive as well. Yeah. I was like, can we be hot and nice? Like that can happen. I met Dita Von Teese once. Let me just say hot and nice. She is perfection. I'm, I'm, I love her so much. I love her (laughs) so much. And she complimented my shoes. I watched, I went to a burlesque performance. That's how I met her. And it was the best. It was best. It was amazing. She's class, just glamour all in one. But yeah. And she's also very nice. And so people who are hot should also be nice. It's like that thing that we have where beauty equates to goodness and Caden's example he actually is beautiful yeah. and good he is oh. like i know i know it sounds shallow but <laughs> i like I, I like his personality as well and his backstory not at all i, really I don't think i don't think it it's shallow at all that we want a hot boyfriend <laughs> they wouldn't have given us a sex scene with him if we weren't meant to look so sharp uh Yuri, did you get scandalized at all about the fact that that was your shepherd's naked ass up on the screen? No, my ex-husband wasn't there when it happened, so. Okay. I made sure of that, because I kind of could tell (laughs) when it was coming, and I'm like, oh, this needs to happen when he's not here, because he's going to be very offended by this. Even though it was totally Mm -hmm. fine when it was Liara's naked butt on the screen. For him, whatever. We love double standards. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I did not intend I intentionally did not do the Citadel DLC tango dance with Garrus while my husband was around cuz I'm like I just need to witness this. I had never played Citadel until this year. I didn't have the DLC back when the game first came out. So I was like I need to go through this alone first and then and then you can witness me afterwards. But I need to be there by myself. <laughs> it was great. I was like mesmerized. It's like this is peak romance. We'll get there though. We'll get there. I just love that. I'm sad that the other romances didn't get a tango because it was just chef's kiss. It was perfect. It really was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought every amount, or I guess we more specifically bought every bit of DLC that was available for every single game. <laughs> we were very big Mass Effect fans. Citadel is the best DLC for fans but I think Shadow Broker is the best from like a storytelling aspect and how much it can impact the game or no either that or the Vitarian one I've always been a big fan of um, Arya's take back or take over of uh, Afterlife or not Afterlife Omega Omega. take back Omega yeah, that I, was a good one. That was a lot more. And I never had played that one either till this year. And I was like, wow, this is hours and hours of DLC. I didn't expect that. Right. I thought it was well, going to be shorter. I had never but played it was them either. And the talents. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The talents. That's awesome. I was a big well, fan of Jirene's. It was really cool to see a female Turian. Oh, yes. Me too. I love that. I mean, I romanced um, Vetra in Andromeda. But I just wish the models looked better. Like back in, in Andromeda, they kind of just looked like they were wearing masks versus like a carapace. So they, I don't know. I just, I hope we get to see more 
female aliens in the next Mass Effect. Agreed. Up until three, we just had males. Yeah, that's true. As far as Andromeda goes, I accidentally romanced Reyes. Like, I, I thought I was just flirting with him. I didn't realize that it was, a, like, an actual romance option. And then he doesn't even come back on the ship, like, during the time when it would be with someone else. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, he is to Andromeda what Jacob is to Mass Effect Trilogy. Which is like not worth it. He's forced on you in in weird ways and then just dumps you. And no matter what he leaves, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, my shepherd is not going to be dumped. No, sir. Mm-mm. No, at least... Or my rider, even. Yeah, your rider. I'm like, at least Thane had the audacity to die when he left us, okay? <laughs> yeah, I like to imagine he's waiting for me on the other on the shoreline. I know, but isn't that oh, going to yeah. be really interesting when Kalahira... Or no, it's not Kalahira. What was his wife's name? You know, his wife. It's going to be awkward is all I'm saying. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I like. I would hope that she would be like, "Yep, yeah, be happy. I'm dead now." So no, no. I mean, you know. on the shoreline, like, shouldn't oh, isn't yeah. she waiting for he him shows there? Up and he's like, "By the way, <laughs> I have to tell you something." <laughs> I know, right? I love that you've got this look on your face, like you hadn't considered this before. No, I'm also just considering, like, what if the whole laundry list of my lovers was waiting for me. Uh, you know after being dead and I'm like I don't want to party on that beach <laughs> yeah the only way I'm going to see my ex is if I go to hell so I don't good plan on point. it yep <laughs> no alright I'm good <laughs> but I mean like when she passed they were together so she like he is her eternity you know and then he moves on which is fine but like in the afterlife the way Thane explains it, she's still waiting for him. And so then he's like, oh, actually, I'm waiting for someone else when he gets there. I don't know. It just, it feels messy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, and the legend has brought up a pretty good thing. Um, he's gotta go, and my mm. dinner is still sitting here, and it is almost nine o'clock. I gotta put my kid to bed. Um, yeah, I think... This has been great, Yuri. I one, I fucking miss your face. I know. Yeah, I, miss I haven't you too. actually seen your face since Sparky's Christmas party in 2019. Oh, that's true. That's way too long. Well, you know, pandemic life. Pandemic. Yeah. Oh but, no! Trust me, I haven't seen another adult besides my husband in like two years. Right. So. <laughs> so um, because I remember Cassie and I were holding the baby while I was cleaning. And... Oh, I thought you meant when I was cleaning out my desk. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is Rex's bedtime. Thank you, Apollo. I will let her know. Uh, that's my daughter's name. Um, she's my little my little Krogan. She's my Rex. Um, but yeah, uh, so... I am really excited to get started on Dragon Age December. I think that we have done a pretty awesome N7 November. Um, you know, we covered Caden. Actually, Shepard covered Caden. Um, and <laughs> Ashley, Liara, and the consort. Uh, 
there is nobody else for you to even flirt with in any of these games in Mass Effect 1. So I think we did a pretty damn good job on reviewing video game romances. And it's just like a random weird note. I did always wonder with Shaira if she was kind of influenced by um, Inara in Firefly. Hmm. Which came out first? Firefly, I'm pretty sure. Firefly, yeah. yeah. Okay. But yeah, just Could a little be. food for thought. <laughs> Definitely similar. Yeah. Well, right. there have anyway. been you know prostitutes throughout the ages and a lot of them in high political power so yeah but just the fact that she more like was but was more of like a consultant like she would be more she was more like an emotional consultant she didn't always necessarily get physical with people and Shaira mm. feel, felt very similar true very true so yeah thank you guys okay. for having me mm-hmm Thanks for joining uh, us, Yuri Cat, yeah. and everyone who's been in chat and everyone who's listened up until this point. Oh, right. Our little credit screen. I always forget to switch it until the very last second when I remember, hey, you actually made something to specifically do this. <laughs> Our credit. Thank you. Thank you for supporting the stream. Our moderators tonight were Streamlabs, Stream Stickers, and N7 The Legend. And we had a new follower tonight of Hey Navi21. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And we will see you all next week. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye bye. And remember, all you beautiful shipsters, beauty is in the eye of the controller. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3CountThoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell.